today on Italian radio show. Chicago, that toddling town. Italians have a long and beautiful history with the city of Chicago. Today we tell you all about it. Coming right up on Italian radio show. Folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show with KMET Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. My name is Tony Lestella, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Marzia Caputo from Vincenza, Italia. Hey, Marzia, how's it going? Doing great. Ciao a tutti. So, you know, everybody can be listening to us live down here in Southern California if you go on the AM 1490 or FM 98.1. We go live every Monday, 4 o'clock Pacific time. Or you might be streaming us from some other part of the country, uh, maybe picking up our state, our, our, our show from one of our affiliates, uh, which is aired at various times throughout the week. But you can always go to our website, wcir.biz. There's a little link there at the top of the page. If you click that link, it takes you right to our show page at KMET. You can either stream the show live every Monday or you can listen in archives 24-7. As soon as we're done with today's show, it goes right to our archives available for all of our listeners all over the world on the worldwide Internet, of course. And we got all of our other shows there from the last seven years, probably seven, 800 hours of wonderful, wonderful shows, great guests, great topics. Always a good time with the Italian radio show. We love our listeners wherever they are listening to us from around the world. So, Marcia, today we talk about Chicago. Right. Okay, I know this doesn't have this doesn't have much meaning to you because for you, like Chicago would be like going to Rome or going to Milano. But okay. Chicago, if you're Italian, it's one of the biggies. I mean, you got New York. And you got Chicago. They're the two big, big cities. I mean, I know you got Philadelphia, you got Boston, other places. They have great, vibrant Italian communities. But in this country, stereotypically, when you think of Italians and historically, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is either New York or Chicago. So, you know, we've talked a lot over the, you know, over the years about New York, but we haven't really talked a lot about Chicago. Okay, so we're going to get into some really cool stuff today. We've got a great guest from Chicago, and we're going to talk about food, phrases, and so on. But first of all, like we do every week, we're going to start our show off with Italian news stories. These are authentic, real news stories from around the world, around the country. When it comes to Italian news, frankly, the facts are much stranger often than the fiction is. So let's first of all talk about Italian gold. Italian, I know we just had the Olympics, okay? But let's talk about the Italian gold medal winner when it comes to food, okay? This guy, his name is Matteo Cignetti, okay? He was just elected as the best young chef in the world. He won basically what's equivalent to the Food Olympics, 
uh, which they have these uh, contests every year, and all the countries from around the world participate in it, okay? Mm-hmm. Because there's 42 opponents uh, that basically compete, and they got, um, you know, a, a jury uh, do, you know, I don't know how they pick the jury people, kind of like the Academy Awards. They got the Academy, right? So uh, this particular um, chef, he came from Piedmont, Piedmont, okay? He was born 2003, so I guess that would make him just uh, under 20 years old. He's like 19 years 19. old. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has always had a passion for cooking. So when, when Mateo was just a child, you know, he, uh, he started to really get into cooking and school competitions and stuff like that, did it all of his life. And, uh, boy, now with him, you know, having won the best young chef in the world, I mean, literally, he has offers from all the major Italian restaurants and just other restaurants all throughout the world. Of course, he wants to open his own restaurant. So that's pretty cool. What do you that's think? Great. A young kid is really young, if you think about it. Unbelievable. Uh, impressed. Hope yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. very, very, uh, cool. Something to, uh, you know, to be very proud of that it, the, and this happens quite frequently, of course. It usually comes down to Italy and France, but this year Italy uh, did it. Now talking about another great Italian cook here. Uh, okay. this is kind of a sad story. This is, we, we just talked about Matteo, who is 19 years old, just starting his career as a cook. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to move over to Brooklyn, New York, a guy named Domenico Domarco. Domenico DeMarco, okay? Mm-hmm. He was the founder of Brooklyn's iconic DeFara Pizza, one of the top-rated pizza places in the world. He has passed away at age oh. 85. So we're very, very uh, sorry to hear about his uh, passing. He's kind of a living legend. He was a living legend there in New York, having founded this iconic DeFara Pizza in Midwood many, many years ago. Uh, his family, his daughter says he was the hardest working man he ever knew, a real, real, uh, leader in his uh, community. Um, he actually came from Southern Italy in the 1950s mm-hmm. and he started his pizza business there in Brooklyn, New York in 1965. Wow. Imagine that. Okay. Of course, word of his pie spread throughout the entire United States, throughout the entire country. And if you were to go to New York City, this is one of the places, if you wanted to have real authentic, you've heard me talk about this, how much I love yeah, Italian yeah. pizza, okay? And I know, I mean, there's great Neapolitan pizza. We love that, too. But, you know, I grew up with the Italian pizza. So this is the real deal if you want to have real Italian pizza there. So we're sorry to hear of his passing, but he sure left a huge legacy. And I know many other pizza places in New York kind of were inspired and copied what he started. So, uh Thank you to Domenico De Marco for all you contributed to the world. So now moving kind of across the United States, did you know, Marcia, that in St. Louis, they have an area called the Hill, which is Little Italy, okay? Oh, no, a lot no, of people no. don't know that St. Louis has a Little Italy, okay? Uh, and I happen to know this because my cousin, Stephen, uh, lived near that area a few years back, and he was always saying to me, hey, you got to come. Check out, we got this little Italy in St. Louis. It's really cool, okay? So, I mean, this is just like, uh, you know, the genuine little Italy that you might find if you went to New York, if you might find places like Boston or Chicago. Um, it started in 1830, okay? 
Huh? And uh, with a lot of the Italian immigrants coming from northern Italy, well, they came in, interestingly from two places. You can relate to this with your own family history. They came from both northern Italy and Sicily. Okay, <laughs> so they're from the north and the south, and they settled in this area of St. Louis, uh, which was called the Hill. Okay, uh, because it was closest to the highest, you know, highest point uh, of, of ground in that area, and as is typical of Italians when they the Italian immigrants. Hard workers, they really built up uh, their businesses, their stores, the bakeries, and really contributed uh, richly to the St. Louis community there. Um, there still is a Roman Catholic church there this day, the Parish of Our Lady of Help, um, which is uh, still to this day uh, in a, a, you know an Italian parish, primarily for the Sicilian immigrants. And I think it's just really, really cool that they have – this kind of little piece of Italy and, you know, what would otherwise be um, the Midwest, you know, the center of the United States here. I mean, you know, what do you think? I think it's beautiful. If you go there, I see it's like a really, if you look at the picture, it's like a little town, like you say. Yeah, 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 it is. It's kind of like their own little uh, part of town that they, to this day, and what I like about it is like to this day, where a lot of these communities are losing, especially the Italian communities in various parts around the country, are losing their kind of their ethnic uh, culture and you know they're they're no longer having these little Italy's. It's still thriving. They really keep it going. So when you go there, you re- really can feel a piece of Italy in that area there. We should go check it out. We have to definitely check it out. A very very cool thing. Okay. Now, last but not least, we're continuing to head across the United States. Uh, we're going to wind up out in of all places, San Jose. And again, there's a little Italy in San Jose. Okay. Um, I remember uh, at, when I was younger uh, from going to, to uh, Stanford uh, there um, that San Jose was just a really, really wonderful community. Uh, it was, you know, just you're literally just a bus ride away from San Francisco. So you have that really rich cultural area. There's, of course, a great little Italy also in San Francisco. But Little Italy San Jose has a great, great community. And what they're doing is they're having their very first annual Little Italy Cannoli Tournament, okay? So I think that's kind of cool. I mean, you know, you can basically, for 25 bucks, you can go through there, uh, and it's a fundraising. They're like, they're raising money for the community there. It's a giving day. Um, and, you know, they're going to go through. People are going to, gonna, I guess, taste the different cannolis there that the various businesses are making. Uh, there's a lot of contestants. Uh, some of them are small little Italian businesses. Some of them are large Italian chains there. But what a fun thing to do, a cannoli What is trip. the date? What is the date? Uh, the date of that, let me see. It says it is May. May. What is the date of that? It looks like it's May 6th, but I can't tell here. Um, it's, you know, it's not really giving us a date on this. That's a good question. So we will have to let you know when that is there. Because I just got this from the Italian newspaper, so I'm assuming it's coming up. It looks like it maybe May uh, May sixth. I'm thinking. Okay, so folks, there's your Italian news stories for the day. Don't go away because we've got a great show for you today, all about Chicago and Italians and just what we've contributed to that great town. And it's just a great town. I love Chicago. So I'll be right back with more Italian radio after this quick word from our sponsors.
Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We gotta pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. This is Tony Lastella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Mamma mia, tutta bella pizza. It's fantastic. Joe Fuggier, their owner, is here to tell us more. Yes, authentic pizza from Napoli with seven convenient locations across Puget Sound. Plus grab-and-go products at UFC Costco and Fred Meyer. That's right, Tony. Absolutely. From our kitchen to yours. Take and bake pizzas, fresh grab-and-go salads, tiramisu, and just this week we've added two great new jarred sauces, rustic marinara and traditional bolognese. Learn more today at tutabella.com. We're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. All right, folks, we are back with more Italian radio for you here with KMET Palm Springs, the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. And now is our favorite part of the show, being we're Italians. We love to eat. And, uh, you know, what better place if you're talking about getting great Italian food would be Chicago. I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about the Italian food in New York, of course, because I grew up back in New York. But, you know, I've also enjoyed Many, many great trips to Chicago over the years. And I got to tell you, the food there, when you're talking Italian food, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, it's just as, as it, it's as good as any place you're going to find in the world. But let's talk about what Chicago considers to be its sixth, its sixth most iconic food dishes. All right, Marcia, here you okay, go. Let's hear it. Go. First of all, pizza. Okay. Now I know there's this big debate all the time about pizza. The, if you're from Italy, like Marcia, you like the Neapolitan style pizza. It's very, very good. If you're from New York, like me, I like kind of that New York style pizza. Very, very good. But Chicago also has its own type of special pizza. It's kind of a Chicago style pizza. It's absolutely outstanding. If you go to Chicago, you've got to try the pizza. And go to a really authentic place where they make that Roman-style pizza and get some of that Chicago-style pizza because I tell you what, you're going to love it. You're absolutely going to love it. Another thing that Chicago is known for, the second food, is risotto, okay? I didn't know this, but it's one of the biggest cities in the world in terms of the dishes they, you know, the Italian restaurants, they serve a lot of risotto. Um, And they say because there's a lot of people there, uh, from Milan, so it's kind of that type of north. Uh, yeah, we had a really famous yeah, yeah. risotto alla milanese. It's kind of like John Paolo makes that yeah. uh, type of risotto with a saffron and check, yes. which is absolutely fantastic. Another thing that um, come from my region is known for. Okay, is polenta. Polenta. 
So think about that. Risotto polenta, okay? So there's yeah, just one of the staples. If you go to different Italian restaurants there, you're going to find many, many offerings because, of, of course, they have a lot of people from Milan, Turin, uh, Venice who come there, and they all have their special ways they do their polenta. And uh, it's you know probably kind of goes hand-in-hand a little bit with the pizza there since you can do different toppings and different things for your polenta, okay? Right. Lasagna. Lasagna, of course, lasagna they serve in many places across the country, around the world. But um, Chicago is really known for its lasagna. Uh, and the Italian restaurants here consider they have a special type of lasagna that they do that just sets them apart from other places. So got to try their lasagna there. Got a couple more here for you, Marcia, okay? Okay. Fiorentina steak. Fiorentina oh, steak, okay? Okay. So this, I guess, is a dish that comes from, of all places, Tuscany, okay? And yeah. uh, it's just a special way that they make a T-bone. Now, they call it Florentine T-bone steak. Right. I'm not quite sure why they say it's coming from Tuscany, because it's named after Florence. It's, we you call know. it. We call it in Italian, the bistecca la Fiorentina. It's the big bone that you cook yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. almost raw, because you cook it really fast to both sides, and that's it. So is this it? is, again, if you're going to eat and you want a specialty Italian food that is, you know, noted uh, in Chicago, you want to try the, try the Fiorentino steak. And last but not least is Botarga. Botarga, okay? Hmm. Botarga is like smoked eggs. And this, is, I know, sounds really, really gross, but smoked, smoked eggs from the rodent of the ocean. They call it Sicilian yeah. caviar. Okay, I so I know that. that it doesn't sound... Very appetizing when you think about it. You have this lump of eggs. It's just kind of yellow that comes out of this, you know, kind of fish-looking thing, right? Right. Um, but apparently this is a real delicatessen. It's one of the things that is really – the Chicago Italian restaurants are really noted for this that you can't find in many other places in the world unless you probably probably go to Sicily. So there you go. These are your six authentic dishes that you want to try that, that that are iconically known to be the Italian foods in Chicago. When you go to Chicago, you got to try those, okay? Thank you, Tony. It was great. Good job. All right. Staying with the city of Chicago, you know, uh, there's different, as we talked many times, Marcia, uh, I grew up in New York. I've given you over the years a lot of uh, a lot of Italian-American slang words that came, you know, off of the streets of New York. Uh, so let's talk about some of these that are kind of unique to Chicago. Like if, you know, if, if, okay. if you're going to be in Chicago. So first of all, you know, they, there's, they, they say the lake. When they say the lake there, they basically are talking about, you know, they got this lake there, the Great Lake that's right there, like Michigan. Okay. So they, they don't call it Lake Michigan, it's called the lake. Okay. Lake. They call the taste. When you call the taste, that's, now the taste is what they actually referring to. There's this big Italian food festival that takes place every year. And they mm. call it, you know, the, they just call it the taste. All right? Okay. Yeah. Interestingly, when you go to different places around the country, they got different names for the freeway. Like, you know, they call it the freeway. They call it the interstate. In Chicago, they call it the expressway. The expressway, Right. So, no, that, you know, that Italian people, they made up with the English and Italian, what's going yeah, on? I don't know, you know, but they, but here's one they got, they have, because there's a lot of people from, um, you know, also from Poland, from Germany that live in uh, 
that live in that area. So another okay. uh, a Chicago uh, slang word is called a grabowski. Grabowski. Okay. And that basically, re- you're referring to some guy who is a blue collar worker who's tough and who's hard working. Okay. Okay. Dibs. You ever, you ever hear the thing that say, I got dibs. I got dibs on this. I got dibs on that. Dibs is like when you're claiming that something is yours. Like if you see a parking spot or you get the last like piece of pizza. I got dibs on this. I got dibs. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's you. Another word on learning. That's- there you go. So now this is, people think that this next one comes from New York when actually, in fact, this word comes from Chicago. The Italian community in Chicago doesn't call it a sandwich. They call it a sandwich, a sandwich, a sandwich. I'm going to have a sandwich, okay? Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And again, similar to it, the Italians in uh, Chicago, their slang for the garage key is they call it a crotch key. Crotch key. I can't say that. I, I can think is the Italian having a hard time to say some words, so they make up some words to say it much easier, by sound more harder than the normal saying, well, to say in English. Okay, keep going. What is the next All right, one? so now, instead of you having a living room in uh, your house, well, we you have. got a front room, a front what? room. You got what? a front room. It's kind of like they put front and room together. Front room is like, you know, when people come over to visit you, you're going to sit in the front room. All right? <laughs> Okay, I like that one. They don't call it soda. They call it pop. It's always pop there, okay? okay. And then you, we, we, we heard people say, uh, yeah, we're going to go to see the Bears. The Bears, D-A, the Bears. We're going to go to uh, the pizza joint, the, D-A, the pizza joint, okay? okay? So that's another thing they do there. Let's see if we can find one more. The official name of uh, of this Chicago sculpture, they call it the bean. Okay, so if you go to this Millennium Park, yeah, there's this very famous statue you got to see there. And yes, it's like the, it looks like a giant mirrored bean. Okay, okay. a giant mirrored bean. How does it call it? All you got to go, go any place in Chicago and ask someone, hey, how do I get to the bean? How do I get to the bean? Right? Okay. So there you go. If you go to Chicago wow. now, you want to get around, go to the town districts. People will be able to understand you. We do this as, of course, a public service for our listeners. I like it. Really interesting. Thank you. And our Italian phrases are brought to us, of course, by our great sponsor, Tutto Bella Pizzeria, the best Neapolitan pizza in the Northwest, multiple locations throughout the Puget Sound area. For real pizza, try Tutto Bella. All right, Martin, of course, no show would be complete about Chicago. Without our, without our doing, you know, talking about probably the most famous Chicago song ever hit, written in the history of the world. I get, you can't imagine how often, probably once a night, I have somebody who asks me for this song, okay? Uh-huh. And of course, it's the song, Chicago, That Toddling Town. Chicago, That Toddling Town, right? Now, uh-huh. I know there's other great Chicago songs. The one I actually like a lot is from that movie, Robin and the Seven Hoods, with Frank Sinatra. Uh, where he sings, My Kind of Town Chicago is. I, I actually do, well, that's our closing number in the Sinatra show. Um, but this song, interestingly, was also originally made famous, um, 
Well, it came out in the 1920s, but it was really made famous originally by Frank Sinatra, even though it had been sung and performed before that. However, I got to tell you, realistically, I love Frank. I love all of his music. And, of course, we do that show as a tribute to him. But my favorite rendition of Chicago would have to be Tony Bennett. I mean, there's nobody who sings this song like Tony Bennett. He just has kind of that sway, that jazz feel when he does it. Um, just love Tony Bennett's rendition of the song. And think about it. Tony Bennett, he was born in 1926. So, like, he's what? That makes him, like, he's, like, 95 years old, I think, right now. Um, so... It's uh, his birthday comes up in August. Uh, August, I think he's going to be, let's see, not 26 yet. So he'll be 90, uh, 96 in there. Okay. So um, I got that. He's still out there. I know he's having some problems with Alzheimer's and, uh, you know, our heart goes out to him and his family, but God bless him. Um, Tony Bennett always, always has been one of my very favorite singers. He was Frank Sinatra's actually fa- favorite singer. So here you go. Our, Favorite version of the song Chicago, that toddling town, as done by Mr. Tony Bennett. Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town. Chicago, Chicago, I'll show you around. Bet your bottom dollar you lose the blues in Chicago. Chicago, the town that Marty Faye could not shut down. On State Street, that great street, I just want to say. They do things that they don't do on Broadway Say They have the time, the time of their life I saw a man, he danced with his wife In Chicago time of their life I saw a man he danced with his wife in Chicago in Chicago in Chicago The 
This is Tony Lastello with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you authentic pizza from napoli right here in the northwest with multiple occasions of puget sound puna bella provides real neapolitan pizza plus the grab-and-go products in qfc costco and fred meyer take and bake pizzas grab-and-go salads pastas sauces tiramisu I hear you could even add them to your Smith Brothers Farms order. Tutta bella, the real deal for authentic Napolitan pizza and Italian food. Go to the website today to learn more at tutabella.com. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Italian Radio Show with KMET Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. I'm Tony Lestella, your host. Of course, today's show is all about Chicago, that toddling town, as we just heard with the immortal voice of Mr. Tony Bennett and the great song. So I thought, what better thing to do than to have a guest on our show today, a true Italian-American guy, uh, not only who grew up you know, as an Italian-American in Chicago, but who is actually the editor and the publisher of the Gazette Chicago, which, you know, it's going to, as a newspaper guy, he has a, has a lot of information that probably the rest of us don't get to have about the Italians in Chicago. Mark Valentino, welcome to the Italian Radio Show. Great to have you with us. Thank you so much, Tony. It's a thrill to be with you today. So, Mark, to start out with now, Tell us a little bit about your family background, your, you know, your heritage history, where your people came from and how they got to Chicago. Sure. Well, I, I grew up in Little Italy, as you mentioned, and uh, on my paternal side, my grandfather, Orazio, was born in Acera, Italy in, uh, in 1877. Wow. And he came with his future wife, uh, Antoinette, who grew up, uh, who was born in Naples. So they came together to America through New York and uh, settled in Chicago. And they uh, had a family of 11 children. Wow, that's father, Of course, all the Italians back then had these huge families, you know. Exactly. So my father, Ralph, was the third oldest of, uh, of the brood. And he grew up what's now called uh, the Tri-Taylor area, which is just west of Little Italy on the other side of the Illinois Medical District. So UI, um, Little Italy is nestled in between the University of Illinois and Chicago to the east and then there's Little Italy, and then there's the largest medical center uh, complex in the country, the Illinois Medical District, and then Tri-Taylor. Uh, my mom actually uh, was uh, second generation. Her parents uh, were born here in, in uh -huh. Chicago. So wow. my uncle Anthony uh, Taglia and his wife uh, Lottie Suratella uh, met uh, in Chicago, and they bought a uh, six-flat 
on Polk and Laughlin, which is directly one block north where the famous Rosebud uh, uh, restaurant is on Taylor Street. Oh, that's right. That's Sinatra made custom Sinatra used to go there all the time, I recall. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So we grew up just one block up, up uh, uh, north of the restaurant. And uh, that was my home all through my childhood. Uh, it's a wonderful place to grow up. Well, I was going to ask you about that because, you know, of course, uh, I'm very familiar with growing up in an Italian American neighborhood back east in New York, but Chicago has just as vibrant of a of, of of an Italian culture. So, what was it like for you growing up in this Italian American neighborhood in Chicago? Well, when I when I tell my three children stories about growing up, they they so much wish they could have grown up in that era. <laughs> Uh, I was born in in the summer of 1958, so uh, all through the 60s and 70s, Taylor Street was my home. And, you know, as you get older, Tony, you lose a lot of dear friends along the way. Um, And and age 63 now, I've I've given probably 35 plus eulogies for buddies and friends and parents of my buddies that, that passed away. Um, and I always refer back to the early days of Little Italy as that hard scrabble neighborhood. Yeah, because yeah. back when I was a kid, you could zigzag through the blocks and go through an empty lot where a house was torn down and get to your buddy's house lickety split. Now right, right. there's a $3 million home sitting on that empty lot. <laughs> so the, the neighborhood has really changed a lot. That reminds me a lot of uh, when I was uh, first starting out as an artist in New York City many, many years ago. I, uh, you know, we, we, we were very poor. So we lived in like the li- literally the worst place you could live in New York City was the upper west side of the corner of Central Park West and like 105th Street. And it was like the, the Joe Pesci movie where we heard gunshots every night. And I remember that uh, when we had our 100-year family reunion of our family coming to America, I took my kids who were then between teenagers and young adults. I took them back there. So you got to see this place where I lived in New York City is terrible. You go back there now, it's all million-dollar condos. And say, this is not so bad, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, what was really interesting, uh, so the, the the six flat that I lived in, my mom and dad never owned, owned property. They always rented from my grandparents. And my grandpa, Tony, on my mom's side, owned property in Berwyn, which was a suburb just what, straight west of, downtown about seven eight miles from little italy and yeah, he yeah. and the rest of my mom's brothers and sisters all wind up i wound up settling in berwin uh probably in the late 1950s so my grandparents offered my mom and dad the six flat for fourteen thousand dollars tony oh, my dad wow, my dad at the time my, my grandpa tony had a uh a newspaper stand right where Rush Medical Center is right now at the corner of Ashland and, and Harrison. Yeah, my dad yeah. was helping us sell newspapers there. Then my father finally got a job as a circulation driver with the old Chicago American and then the Chicago Tribune before he retired. And he was driving a yellow cab sometimes at night as well. So he was skittish of buying the house. So so my mom and dad passed on it. My mother's two aunts bought the property instead. Long story short, they pass away. My cousins take over the building. They sell it for 900000 as is. Oh, man. An Italian barber, Augie, and his son bought the property, gutted it out, put in all new electrical, uh, new drywall windows, the whole shebang. 
they sold the the house on Polk Street for one point four million dollars. Unbelievable! It's unbelievable. I mean, property is just soaring all over the country. Uh, I know the same thing is true of the Italian neighborhoods in New York. And uh, but let me ask you about your little Italy. So you know, interestingly, the little Italy uh, in New York City really is uh, become much more touristy today than really Italian. I mean, you still have a couple of places there that, you know, like the bakery and a few restaurants, but for the most part, most of the Italians really have moved out there either in Connecticut or in New Jersey or, you know, or, or upstate, right? So how is the little Italy in uh, in Chicago? I know you, uh, it's it's near the university district, if I recall, right? Right. It's that strip along Taylor Street from Halstead going all the way west to, um, to Western Avenue. And, uh, it, you know, just like in New York and other places, it, it, you know, there's gentrification. Yeah, the university, yeah. of course, really has gentrified the community. Uh, back about seven, eight years ago, UIC, the University of Illinois at Chicago, uh, the students living in those, the housing stock there made up more of a percentage of people living in, in that area than anyone else. So you, if you drive down Little Italy today, you're going to see a reflection of that in the types of restaurants and stores that we have. So right, now right. they're not all Italian. You have Indian restaurants, you have Thai restaurants, you have a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Uh, you know, because the kids, UIC is the most diverse public university in the country. So, of course, the kids want to eat certain foods. So that that's transformed the area a bit. I, I just did a story that came out in our um, April issue that just came out last Friday. The former... Italian American Sports Hall of Fame, which was built about uh, 18 years ago, right on Taylor Street, a beautiful, gorgeous uh, marble building that uh, Jerry Colangelo, uh, who was from Chicago, one of those famous Italian Americans from Chicago that went down to the University of Illinois, played basketball and, you know, owned the Phoenix Suns and, yeah, and yeah. the Arizona Diamondbacks. He helped fundraise for that. So did Tommy Lasorda. So we had this beautiful museum for Italian American athletes from all over the country. And it closed down um, right after George Randazzo died suddenly of a heart attack a few years ago. So now what do they want to put there instead? A boutique hotel. So what what would be, that'll be great for the neighborhood for this reason. It'll bring in tourists and it'll help revive the Taylor street strip. The pandemic really, really hurt us a lot. We, we lost the number. Yeah, I know they have to, to a lot of, uh, places uh there was a lot of italian restaurants unfortunately some of them institutions uh i know on the west coast there was a wonderful place uh, in vancouver british columbia owned by a friend of ours and it was a supper club it was like the old almost like when the only old remaining type of real Cop- copacabana style supper clubs uh federico fuoco uh and it and unfortunately um you know, through the pandemic, he's been, he'd been there for years. His father started, he'd been there for like the 35, 40 years. And it was just heartbreaking to, to see it go and, and many other businesses, great businesses, you know. So let's talk a little bit here in our last few minutes about, you know, the Italians, uh, the, the, the Italians came to Chicago. Um, I think it was the 1800s. Um, and, um, they didn't have it easy there. I know that. Back in those days, there was a lot of prejudice against Italians. 
especially by some of the other races who were more dominant at the time, which eventually, of course, we got through all of that uh, around the the, uh, the Second World War and after. But I know that it was you know, pe- people get when you talk Italians in Chicago, the first thing that comes out of everybody's mouth is Al Capone, which really, uh, you know, does not represent Italians in Chicago. In fact, if anything, probably gave Italians in Chicago a bad name. But let's talk about some of this. I mean, the Italian people came to Chicago, and, and there were some great uh, people. I mean, who, who can you think of? I'm thinking Mother Cabrini. I mean, there were so many uh, noteworthy people, not just sports figures. It really changed the world, you know? Well, you mentioned Mother Cabrini and uh, America's first citizen saint. Um, yeah, yeah. Who, who petitioned the bishop in Italy to become a missionary to go to China. And he said, no, go to New York City and, and, and help the Italians that are moving into the United States and New York. So she started there and she did incredible work. Absolutely. And she worked her way west. When she came to Chicago, Tony, an interesting story. I worked for the former St. Francis Xavier Cabrini Hospital. I put 14 years of my life in that wow, hospital. Wow, good for you. I started uh, as a teenager working in the dietary department uh, for six years, working my way through high school and college. And then I went back and became community affairs and marketing director. And, and I left in uh, 1991 and the hospital closed in 96. But an interesting story about Mother Cabrini. She wanted to build a hospital in Chicago for Italian-Americans. And she got kind of hoodwinked. So the rich and affluent folks talked her into building this hospital in Lincoln Park. So uh, she opens up Columbus Hospital, named for Christopher Columbus, in Lincoln Park in 1905. And yeah. quickly realizes there are no Italians here. So she found out very quickly, no, the Italians are on the near west side in Little Italy. Uh-huh. <laughs> quickly moved there, and she decides she bought property. In fact, she bought a parcel of land where my dad, when he was eight years old, lived in the tenement building there. So, <laughs> Wow, man. So here's the funny thing about Mother Cabrini building the hospital in Little Italy. So she's still finishing off Columbus, and she's getting the staff set up. And she hired a contractor to build a hospital. She was a very shrewd business person. And she realized that this gentleman was was stealing money from her. So she goes to the work site. Now, these are all Italian-American, Italian immigrant laborers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing all the work. She fires the guy on the spot, throws him <laughs> off the work site. So the workers are all looking at her, and she's like, well, if you want to go, you can go too. And they're like, no, Mother Cabrini. This hospital's for us. We're staying on the job. So for the next month or two, until she found a new contractor, she had the workers doing the work. She had the novice sisters from her congregation of the missionary sisters of the Sacred Heart of Jesus pushing wheelbarrows full of bricks (laughs) on the work site. So I wrote a story about her years later, of course, when I was in community affairs there. And I found this interesting tidbit. When the contractor got fired and the nuns were helping the immigrants continue to lay the bricks, one of the novices one night was so exhausted at, at dinner table, she said, Mother Cabrini, I joined your order to become a missionary just like you. I didn't become a, a novice nun to push a wheelbarrow full of bricks. Yeah, become a bricklayer. <laughs> she goes, I'm exhausted. And Mother Cabrini put down her fork and said to her in a quiet voice, Work, my sister, work, 
you have an eternity to rest. <laughs> what a great line. Well, thank you so much, folks. We're talking with Mark Valentino, the editor and publisher of the Gazette Chicago, talking all about the wonderful and rich Italian American uh, heritage in that town. Such a great place. Uh, you know, we, we, we sing songs about it. I know I've enjoyed many, many great Italian meals there when I have come down uh, and do, do little things off of Michigan Street there. Never been to Little Italy, but that's going to be definitely in my future. And, of course, you got some of the great pizza we know in the entire world. Mark, thanks so much for being on the Italian show. And, folks, we're going to be right back with much more Italian radio right after this word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Tieni a bocchella, no poco poco rillo, a pasuliatella. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Mamma mia, tutta bella pizza. It's fantastic. Joe Fuggero, their owner, is here to tell us more. Yes, authentic pizza from Napoli with seven convenient locations across Puget Sound. Plus grab-and-go products at UFC Costco and Fred Meyer. That's right, Tony. Absolutely. From our kitchen to yours. Take and bake pizzas, fresh grab-and-go salads, tiramisu, and just this week we've added two great new jarred sauces. Rustic marinara and traditional bolognese. Learn more today at tutabella.com. This is Tony Lastello with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to savevetlives.org to learn more. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. 
Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs. Part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. Our song of the week, Stepping Out With My Baby, the Tony Bennett classic, and a true Chicago out on the town style. Performed by Tony and the Goombas, the ABC Italian radio show band with KMET Palm Springs. I'm stepping out with my baby. Can't be wrong, cause I'm in right. It's for sure, not maybe, that I'm all dressed up tonight. Stepping out with my honey, can't be bad to feel so good. Never felt quite so sunny, and I keep on knocking wood. They'll be smooth sailing, cause I'm trimming my sails. In my top hat. And my white tie and my tail I'm stepping out with my baby Can't be wrong cause I'm in right Ask me when will that day be The big day may be tonight If I seem to scintillate, it's because I've got a date. A date with a package of all the things that come with love. You don't have to ask me, I won't waste your time. But if you should ask me why I feel sublime. Cause I'm in right Ask me when will that day be The big day may be Tonight Alright Marcia So now it's time for us to talk about Some of our great Italian events That are going to be coming up The next 30 days at various places throughout the western United States. Folks, if you have any events that you would like to send to us, go to our website, wcir.biz. Of course, these need to be Italian events. And uh, send us, there's a contact link there. Send us a contact with your email, with your telephone, your name, and the, tell us about your event. We'll try to get it on our schedule, our event schedule on the website. And, you know, then what we do is we, we kind of pick the big events since we have limited time here, and we uh, put those on the show throughout the year to let people know what's coming up. But we, we like to get all the events on the website because people go there a lot even to find the smaller events in their area. So make sure you send those to us. All right, so we have some good events coming up the next 30 days. Of course, we have... Many more events as we get into the summer and fall months. So we usually look about 30 days out on the average to find out what, you know, what's coming up there, let people know about so they can plan for an event that's in your area. So here you go. On April 15th, 
in Inglewood, Colorado, at the Majano's Little Italy, you have Little Italy Murder and Mystery Dinner. So that sounds like that would be a lot of fun. You get to go there, I guess, and find out or figure out if you could find out ahead of time who done it, right? All right. So now we're going to move back over here to California. And on April 19th, we have Il Volo, the wonderful, wonderful singing group of the young, uh, young, the young uh, men who sing uh, out of Italy at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, California. That's April 19th. Make sure you go online and check out for tickets to that event. Moving right along here on April 20th, we're going to go over to our friends in Las Vegas, Nevada, a night of romance and fun with Jada Valenti on April 20th. We love Jada Valenti. Had her on the show here before, and we, uh, we're kind of the sponsor of her concert when it was up in Seattle. Had a great time with her here. Wonderful, wonderful singer. Make sure you check that out. Going back down to Texas now on May 5th and 7th, you have Rigoletto at the Torben Center for the Performing Arts in San Antonio, Texas. Make sure you check that out. One of the greatest Italian operas ever written by Verdi. And last but not least, on Sunday, May 8th, Mother's Day, yours truly, Tony Lestella and the ABC Italian Show Band from KMET Palm Springs is going to perform a fundraising event, a Frank Sinatra's Mother Day Show. Frank Sinatra's mother, Frank Sinatra Mother's Day Show as a fundraiser for Charlie's Dinosaur to help foster kids. This is going to be up at Giuseppe's Italian Restaurant in Tacoma, Washington. So there you have some really, really great events. Make sure if they're, if you're in the area or you're coming in the area, try to check those out and support those because we love supporting Italian events and Italian culture throughout the United States. Now listen, folks, apart from you're hearing us live every Monday down here at KMET with ABC in Palm Springs and throughout Southern California. Remember, you can stream us anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world by going to our website, wcir.biz. Every Monday you can stream the show live. And if you get caught up, you can't get to us on Monday, go back there because the minute we're done with the show, it goes up into our archives. It's there all month long. In fact, it's there forever. we got seven years of great shows, of great guests, great topics for you to share with all your friends, all your family, listen to. We love our listeners wherever they are. So make sure you go to the website, wcir.biz, click on the link to either stream or to listen to the show in our archives, on our podcast. And I tell you what, you can just have Italian radio 24-7 whenever you want, and it's totally free. But one thing that we really want to tell you about is we got our after hours show. This is for 18 and over. What, what do we call this in Italian? We call it Luce Rossa. Luce Rossa. Luce Rossa. That means the red light show. Do we need to say more? Okay. This is a show for adults only, basically, where we get into the subject matter of the week and we have very frank discussions with some very colorful guests on this show. But we have a great time with it. It's a show you do not want to miss. It's a lot of fun. And it's actually, you can either listen to it like a, as a podcast, or you can watch it as a television program. 
because you can see the lovely Marcia Caputo there, you know, in all of her splendor. And she does a show here with the old guys. So we have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> also remember, on our website, we have the first international Italian bis- business directory in the world. So we're, we're, we're adding businesses all the time. Our goal is here by the next couple of years, no matter where you are in the civilized world, you can go to our website, go to our directory. You can find an Italian business by you. And if you have any Italian businesses out there that would like to be a part of that directory contact us because you can get a listing for absolutely free so i tell you what it's been a blast here marcia caputo with you uh it's always fun doing the show with you next week we got another great show with more special guests and stuff anything you want to tell our listeners marcia until next time alla prossima volta ciao a tutti ah salute we'll be back next week with a brand new show while rain is falling 